And good Saturday morning to you, and welcome to the program that arms you with valuable information as you get ready to head out to the lakes, the marshes, the swamps, the woodlands. We do that by way of our staff of professional field reporters and, of course, your fellow members of the audience. Three-day weekend for a lot of folks. Hope you're going to get out and enjoy it. A little chilly start this morning. We'll get to the coastal marine forecast. Had a lot of frost and some freezing in a lot of our listing area across the great Gulf Coast. We'll get to that in detail in just a second. But you might be surprised to hear this report. Rainbow trout are biting in Louisiana. If you want some, we'll tell you where, when, and how to get it on this non-native to the south species of fish that's available throughout the state of Louisiana. Also, we welcome your comments, your questions, along with your reports. We have an open text line. That number is 504-260-1870. Tell us who you are, where you are. If you got a report, a comment, a question, we'd love to hear from our listeners on Saturday mornings. We also have some upcoming events. We'll share those with you. They're on our calendar if you're a bass tournament fisherman. Also, some fly fishing events that are coming up. And in this morning's Bad Boy of the Outdoors, a feature that everybody loves, I guess they just love to hear people brought to justice. Well, there's a lesson to be learned about how not to celebrate New Year's Day. Interesting little story there. Had a very nice multi-species duck hunt with Ryan Lambert. Also, uh, I call it a super sports chick, Sarah Giles, and an old friend of mine, John Fitzpatrick. He's an old friend. He's not old. Uh, He's a custom duck call maker. He's got that one-stop whistle, and uh, you'll see that on an upcoming episode of Bayou Wild TV. Uh, we talked with Ryan and John all about calling ducks, and uh, it was a good day to do it because we got a, a multitude of species. We had pintails, we had widgeon, we had gray ducks, we had green-winged teal, uh, canvas backs, redheads, uh, a real wide range of ducks down there at the um, mouth of the river near Buras, where the uh, Cajun Fishing Adventures Lodge is located. Also, we had our Bayou Wild cameraman, Chris Lecock. He put his drone up. It's some really good footage. Hope you'll see that. Also got a chance this week to do some cooking episodes for Bayou Wild TV with Chef John Foltz over at White Oak Estate and Gardens. Wonderful place, and, boy, he did some great recipes. We had a speckle belly goose breast with blackberry demigloss, stuffed turbans of flounder, Louisiana corn and crab bisque. Are you getting hungry? And crawfish stuffed pasta shells with cardinal sauce. Well, <laughs> you talk about eating royally. Uh, then uh, I've spotted some, uh, you know, I've been, ever since I met Andre LaFleur, that's another upcoming episode you can watch. Is, uh, we, were, we were hunting wild mushrooms in the Pearl River management area. And uh, I've been noticing and, and trying to experiment a little bit with mushrooms, and you got to be careful, you got to identify them. I found some bluets uh, growing on my place, picked them, and. Uh, Took them and cleaned them up real good, put some minced garlic, a little caramelized onions, some of that Allegro uh, wild game marinade, and a teaspoon of honey. Kind of sautéed all that down and poured it over some jasmine rice. A pretty good little meal. So it's been a busy week. Got another busy week coming if you're going to be going deer hunting. I want to talk to you deer hunters for a second. You might want to take advantage of those extra deer days on Bogachita National Wildlife Refuge. It's either sex, does, and bucks, and it's going to run today through Monday. This is an extended season because the river was high and the refuge was closed. And it's at 13.9 right now, and it looks like it's not going to get over 14 through Monday. So you got today, tomorrow, and Monday 
It's absolutely free to hunt. You do need to get a permit. When you go to some of the entrance areas, you'll see a little stand, grab one of those, and by signing it and keeping that in your wallet, that is your permit. Proves that you read the regulations. And be aware, there are a lot of regulations when you hunt on National Wildlife Refuges because they're open to the public, and it's different than what's on the outside. But it's a great opportunity to get some extra days in during the rut because that's what's going on in Louisiana right now. If you want to find out more information, just go to fws.gov slash refuge and you'll find out all about all the refuges all across the state and really the country all right coming back after oh oh, oh, we're going to come back right after this and talk to our friend down at campos marina robbie campo get an update on a chilly saturday morning as you listen to the outdoors with don dubuque radio network all right, if you're headed out, uh, bundle up. It's going to be a little chilly out there, a lot of frost and some freezes in uh, many of our listening areas. The high is only going to get into the 50s today, so it's going to be a chilly one. you got a north wind blowing out there. There was a small craft advisory that has extended up into the early morning hours this morning. You're going to be looking pretty much at a north wind, about 15 to 20 knots offshore. A moderate chop on the interior lakes and bays, but this wind's going to be pretty brisk north. But big change tomorrow. It'll eventually come back around to the southeast at about 10. And on the interior lakes and bays, it'll be 5 to 10 with just a light chop. Not much tide, about a .4 tide range. And Mississippi River, 5.7 and falling. Let's talk to Robbie Campo and find out if there's uh, much scurrying going on down the marina on this chilly morning. Robbie, you got any brave souls going out this morning? Well, we have some duck hunters going out, uh, Don. You know, um, I, I tell you, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of ducks over in this Biloxi Marsh area or in the wildlife management area, and it's probably been one of the better duck seasons that I've seen down here in the last uh, probably eight years. Um, uh, it's 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 not. I'm not going to say it's what it was before, but it's it was. It's been pretty good. Uh, the guys that hunted over in the Bluffy Marsh yesterday, most of them limited out yesterday, killing their limits. Uh, it's just been, you know, it's been, you know, we had all the stars aligned for this season. No hurricanes, you know, plenty of grasses in the ponds. Uh, the river being low, uh, I think the drought up north had something to do with them birds coming down here to get this water down here, and they had feed to feed on. So it sure made it sure made a big difference uh, having. You yeah, having all the stars aligned for for this duck season, you know, for these guys down here that who duck hunt. Um, uh, as far as the fishing goes, this past week, Don, the fishing it was it was pretty good for having a you know a winter week. Um, uh, Monday starting with last Monday, uh, we we seen some fish being caught right up here in the channel, which went actually through the whole week, but. Uh, Tuesday it was flat calm. The guys got to go out uh, by Central. I seen some. I seen a box of fish come in from Central the other day. That was it probably had forty. I guess they caught them on a green hornet uh, plug out there. It was just a beautiful box of fish. These fish were probably if they would had eggs in them would probably push five pounds. Some of them, but uh, it, that was just that one day. It was slick calm. They got out there and they. They whacked them. They did really, really good. For fishing with artificial bait, they did really, really well. Um, uh, you know, other than that, they, the white trout are still at the dam uh, at Hopedale here. They catch, they're catching plenty of white trout over by the dam here. So you have options, Don, if you come and fishing today, if today's your day to fish. Um, my phone has been ringing off with a hook. My dad's phone has been ringing off with a hook. 
uh, with live bait. The question's about live bait. We don't have live bait. Um, Hopedale Marina does not have live bait. No, there's only a few places in uh, in and around this area that have uh, live bait. Um, I heard Sweetwater had some. I don't know if he still does, but he had some. I heard Mr. Uh, Eddie Pinto's on on Paris Road had some, and I heard over at uh, Lester Ralph over at uh, Regalies Marina had some. But as far as any other one of the marinas down here, we do not have any live bait. So I get the question, why don't you have live bait? <laughs> there are no shrimp on the east side of the river to catch. Trust me, we've been trying. Um, you know, one of these boats between between Hopedale Marina's boat, our boats, or up in Shelmet, somebody's trying once a week going out there and go see. There are no shrimp to catch, Don. It's just the east side of the river is just none. They went out. They're gone. Uh, it, they will probably won't return until the spring. The guys that are getting live bait, a couple marinas that are getting them, they're getting them from Venice. Then I get the next question. Why are they so expensive? Again, they are coming from Venice. They, it's, you know what I mean? They've got to travel up the road with them. You know, all the way through, you know, through from Venice to Belchase is 56 miles. So you got to travel all the way this way to bring them. This is why they're so expensive at this time of the year, people. It's not, I mean, you know, you got to make this worth your while to do, to have them. So, but look, nobody wants live shrimp at a place more than I do, and but they're just not there to catch. So, you know, but we do have dead frozen. Uh, so, look. Uh, and it's probably going to be like that, Don, until the springtime. Um, we're not going to stop trying. We're going to try because we have a permit to try. But I can't, I, you know, I just can't promise that we'll have them because, you know, that's just one of those things. It's all on nature now. It's not, you know, it's not anything to do with my me or my equipment. It's just it. It's this is a nature call now. So if nature says we're, we're going to have live shrimp, well, we'll have them. But if, it's just not. It's just not. Uh, they're just not inside yet for us to have, to catch them here. Well, you can't sell what you don't have. That's a that's a fact. You know, uh, you pointed out that you got that one good day and they got out there to central. You know, that's the advantage of being able to fish when conditions are right. You know, some people have to go when they have off. But if you catch it and, you know, it got close to 80 degrees and we didn't have all that wind earlier in the week, the conditions were just perfect. So you, you just got to pick your days. And when they get like that, boy, what a great day those guys had out there. But there'll be more of them. Rob, before you go, uh, Monday is kind of a holiday. You guys will be on regular schedule Monday? Oh, yes, sir. We're here every day. So, yeah, we'll be here. Yeah, we'll, we, we're here just about every day, Don. Um but we will be here on uh, on Martin Luther King Day Monday. We're going to be open. I know a bunch of the public schools around uh, the area is off of school, and I know these people, you know, people want to get out and go fishing. And hopefully, the weather's, you know, it's it's a little bit warmer for these kids because of, I mean, it's just a, it's kind of brutal this morning. It was 37 when I left my house to head frost on the cars, and you know, it was uh, it's 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 pretty cold out here this morning. So. If you're going to fish today, I'd let it warm up a little bit, you know, before you bring these kids out in this uh, in this kind of weather. You know what I mean? Just let it warm up and let that sun come up because it's going to warm up a little bit. So, but uh, man, it it, it was <laughs> I went and got in my truck. I was like, ooh, man, it's cold. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I don't. 
Uh, it could uh, look after deer season. It could go back to eight for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> I got you. I understand. All right, All right Robbie. Yes, great talking with you. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. All right, buddy. Bye bye. Yeah, right, Robbie Campo, Campos Marina down in St. Bernard. It's chilly and gentilly this morning. All right, we come back after this. I'm going to get to some of your text messages. Thank you for the text. You can send us one at 504-260-1870. We also got fishing reports coming up from Mitch Jurisich down at the Delta Marina, Captain Mike Gallo, Captain Darrell Carpenter. We got our Brendan Bayard with a paddling report. And, of course, our friend the Plastic Man, Ryan Lambert, and Kirk Stansel. Those guys will be in the duck blinds with some duck reports for you. Coming up on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, chilly Saturday morning here in January. Let's see who's texting in and listening this morning. We have our friend the Backstrap Stacker. He's checking in from Clark County, Alabama, where the bucks are starting to roam and chase. They got one good buck yesterday, and he was stinking. Find the doe, and the buck won't be far behind. Good luck to everyone in the woods on this long weekend. Yeah, well, let me translate a little bit. This is the rut season, uh, the breeding season, and bucks chase the does. And in Alabama, uh, you're getting into prime time. From now through the end of the month is when it really gets cranked up in Alabama. Louisiana, a little bit earlier. In fact, Christmas, New Year's is usually the peak, but uh, still some running bucks around, and it's a great time to be in the woods because he's got the right theory. If you find the does this time of the year, there will be a buck not far behind it. And our friend Justin in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge, he says his adorable neighbor, neighbor Dora replaced her bird feeders in her garden. The grackles that live with him immediately flew over and happily feasted. Good observation, Justin. Uh, I notice you've been observing Dora there, too. All right, Steelman, he's reporting in from Gaydon. Uh, Monday was slow, but yesterday they had a high-quality half limit. Last weekend they couldn't find the trout or the reds in the Wrigley's area, but the ditch pickles, again, translation, a ditch pickle would be a bass, largemouth bass, or some people call them green trout. Uh, they continued to cooperate through the weekend. J-Bull balled up some shrimp, but unfortunately they were tough to peel. Even Mrs. J-Bull <laughs> gave J-Bull a hard time. Uh, as a ball champion, do you have any tips to help the former deckhand number one redeem himself? Happy hunting. Uh, referring to me as a ball champion, I did capture uh, a balling competition two years ago, but unfortunately couldn't repeat as a champion this past year. But I'll Maybe be back again this year representing uh, Hancock Whitney. But anyway, uh, the ditch pickle guy, uh, Jay Bull, he, if his shrimp are hard to peel, there's only one cause of that, and it's called overboiling. You boil them way too long. Most people boil seafood. I, I guess they, there's a fear. They want to make sure it's done, and they kill any bacteria or anything in there. But uh, shrimp, crawfish, and crabs, uh, if, you, if they're hard to peel, especially shrimp, you're overboiling them. I would not boil shrimp any longer than two or three minutes on the boil, and then the soak time is where they they absorb the seasoning. But you got to be careful with leaving them in there too long because there's nothing worse than some well salted and well spiced shrimp. But you just peel them to pieces. Oh, what a waste! Ed's over in Wilmer, Alabama. Twenty six degrees over there. Whoo, stay warm, Ed. And here's one early birthday wishes to me. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, me and uh, Benjamin Franklin and Al Capone, we got a birthday coming up soon. Anyway, the question is, when hunting for wild mushrooms, should I use a 410 over and under? LOL. Uh, actually, uh, firearms are not necessarily when I hunt those wild mushrooms. Basically, what I use 
I like a four-inch sharp-bladed knife, and you just sneak up on them real quietly. Uh, put one hand on the the cap and the other one on the stem, and one slice, and put it in your in your bag, and and there you go. It's easy easy stuff. All right, Pat's checking in. He's hunting with his boys, Rooster and Mason. They're praying to kill their average eight ducks a hunt. That's not bad, eight ducks a hunt for three guys. I guess that isn't bad for this duck season. Yeah, well, for any season lately in Louisiana. All right, got a midweek trip in Lafitte for limits of reds, a few trout and drums, and sheephead. Uh, LT from Lafitte, he's in Houston right now. They got a gymnastics meet with his granddaughter, Bella, in the All-Stars. Y'all, good luck to you all, girls. And here's one says, uh, good morning, Don. After your show last week, I headed out to Miller's Ditch. I caught some beautiful reds and green trout on the voodoo shrimp. That's from the worm. Uh, Don, what is the central? Robbie Campo and you both mentioned the central, and I don't recognize that term. Thanks. Uh, that is out in Black Bay. It's an area there where there's uh, some, some rigs, some small rigs, and it's uh, wide open. There's no marshland around there. It's kind of out there. It's a pretty good run. But when you get out there, it's a little deeper water, and uh, you can fish those rig structures, and uh, you can do pretty well on number of species. And at times, there are some big trout, and evidently that's what uh, his guys got into. All right, here's one says, can't wait to see those cooking segments with Chef John. Recipes sound fantastic. They taste even better, let me tell you. He's gotten to witness the filming of the uh, marathon cooking sessions twice, and it's quite a well-oiled machine. Plus, the sampling afterwards is an added bonus. Looking forward to visiting his White Oak next month for return of the Boucherie. I'm going to see you there, David. We're going to the Boucherie, the Bayou Wild team, which is the uh, the practice of uh, the slaughtering of the hog and the processing of it. And it's a great event at White Oak Estate and Gardens. It's coming up on, let me get the date. It's uh, early February. I want to say maybe the 4th or the 15th. When I come back after this break, I'll have the date. I wasn't ready for that. All right, we also got someone in from uh, northeast Texas, headed to the duck blind. Love listening to your show and hear reports from back home. That's from Ray. And here's another one, IQF do not boil very well. IQF are the uh, frozen shrimp. Yeah, you, you, they do not boil well. If you're going to boil shrimp, you probably want to get some fresh ones. All right, coming back after this, going to tell you about where the rainbow trout are biting in Louisiana. You can get in on that. Some more of your text messages. We welcome them in on this chilly Saturday morning at 504-260-1870 to the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, David Hubble, uh, one of our Alabama listeners, reminded me February the 11th is the date of the boucherie. And what the boucherie is is a, a presentation of John Foltz and a bunch of chefs from all over the country. They get together, and it's a celebration of what was a, a, a legendary and historic event. And this, and this time of the year, they would uh, take the fattened hog, slaughter the hog, and use every part of it to make something. And... They go through that. They actually kill the hog early in the morning. Uh, they say a, a prayer for it, and then uh, they butcher it. And uh, there's a lot of other dishes that are served there. It's a really great event. Check it out. It's the Boucherie. That's spelled B-O-U-C-H-E-R-I-E. And it's at White Oak Estate and Gardens, which is in the Baton Rouge area. It's uh, put on by John Foltz. And we'll be there with our camera and uh, come by and say hello if you're going to be out there. All right, right after we take this quick station identification pause, I'm going to give you the, the, the rainbow trout report, which is highly unusual for the Gulf Coast, but we got one for you. Coming up right after we let our local stations identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. 
Uh, Louisiana has a really good program. I, I'm really high on this program. It's called Get Out and Fish. And what they do is they take uh, channel catfish and rainbow trout, and they have selected uh, areas, locations, all across the state, no matter where you live in Louisiana, there's one not far from you. And they pick certain dates, and they will bring the fish out and release them, and it's open for fishing. Kids 17 and under get to fish for free. Uh, all you need if you're 18 and over is a recreational fishing license. And uh, there were some that were put in this week in some of the locations. Uh, the next stocking will be on January 24th, Tuesday. But you don't have to be there. It's, it works. I mean, I've gone out there and did a show. As soon as the catfish hit the water, they started biting. And I, I put like 14 of them in an ice chest in, in no time. But even after that, all the fish are not caught the day they're stocked. So you can go to these places on a regular basis and find them. Now, the rainbow trout, catfish are different. The rainbow trout, they cannot tolerate any hot water or even temperate water. So they suggest that when you catch these, you don't do catch and release. You, you catch and eat. You take them home and you clean them uh, and catch as, as many as you like because uh, – they're not going to survive through the summer. In fact, late spring, it's all over with. But they have them at the Bayou Country Sports Park in Homer. This is going to be Tuesday. They're going to release them. Southside Regional Park, the Fabaca Field in Youngsville. Uh, Gerard Park, which is really nice down in Lafayette. We've been down there and did a show. I-10 Park in Jennings and the Purple Heart Memorial in Ragley and Park Natchitoches. And then two days later, on the 26th, uh, Joe Brown Park in New Orleans, the Burbank Park in Baton Rouge, Sidney Hutchinson in Walker, Zamurray Park in Hammond, and Bogachita in Franklinton. Now, all of these areas have been selected because they meet the criteria. They're easily accessible. They've got clean bank fishing. You don't need a boat. You don't need anything to get out in the water. Just uh, bring you some bait. Uh, my suggestion, if you're gonna, if you're not going to use the artificials, the little spinners or hair jigs, uh, mini jigs for those uh, rainbow trout is a lot of people will, will bait them up with corn and you know and also those berkeley nibbles the little uh little round nibbles that come in a jar those work very well too um, worms always catch fish especially the catfish and uh, again those if you want to find out again those locations and even maps to them if you're not familiar with them i uh, just go to the department of wildlife and fishies website and look under get out and fish it's a community fishing program and uh, i guarantee there's a lot of kids that that start out fishing like this and it becomes a, a lifetime passion all right getting back to our text message board let's see pistol ridge headed out to do the deer deal good morning it's biggie and let's see we got our ohio listener saying it's cold <laughs> i bet it's cold up there all right 504-260-1870 that is our text line uh fly fisherman there's going to be a, a nice little fly fishing expo that's presented by the New Orleans Fly Fishing Club. It's coming up uh, next Saturday, the 21st, at St. Christopher's School Gym on Durbany Street in Metairie. Uh, it's an all-day event. Oh, doors open at 8 a.m., close at 4. They're going to have fly casting demonstration, uh, fly tying instructions and demonstration, uh, auctions. They'll be raffing, raffling off some fly rods, uh, reels. And there'll be outdoor equipment displays, artists, vendors, and bring the kids because they got a kid's special fly casting and fishing program. It's a presentation of the Fly Fishers International. The New Orleans Fly Fishing Club is a charter club. Again, that's going to be next Saturday from 8 to 4 
St. Christopher School Gymnasium, open to the public, absolute free admission. All right, we come back after this. Uh, we're going to talk to Mitch Jurisich. I'm going to locate him. He is in a deer stand someplace, and I hope he's got a heater, and we're going to find out what's going on down at the Delta Marina area on the west side of Plaquemines Parish. We'll do it right after this three-minute pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, checking on our text messages, I see our listeners in Franklin, Texas are in class. By the way, Franklin, Texas, I was asking uh, uh, one of our uh, common uh, denominator friends um, about the bird feeder. Have you got any birds uh, coming to the feeder? This is the time of the year, if you, folks, if you... If you want to observe some birds and do some bird watching, put a feeder out there, and, uh, boy, it, it really attracts them. I know I'm, my yard's been loaded with a variety of them. All right, we got an event coming up. If you're a bass fisherman, uh, not only this is great fun and competition, but it's also for a great cause. It's the Fishing for Tucker, and this will be the 13th annual. It's going to be held February the 4th out of Stevensville at Dwaron's Landing, um, old buddy from Ascension Outdoors, Lyle Johnson, is going to be the MC, And the entry fee is $100 per team. Uh, 75% of the payout goes to the fishermen. And this is uh, to benefit uh, a young man named Tucker who uh, has had some health challenges. And without getting into it, it, it's just a great cause and has usually been a very good turnout. Uh, and by the way, he's he's doing well. And because of this event, uh, they've been able to, to get the medical attention that, that he needs. So if you want to find out more about it, just go online to fishingfortucker.com. That's fishingfortucker.com, and this is hosted by the Ascension Area Anglers Bass Team. All right, uh, also I got this uh, on a, uh, an email that came in from uh, one of the many websites that are out there, and it's not good news that they're putting out about Louisiana. The headline on this, and it's, it's from the Water World Wire, which is, uh, I don't know, uh, it's the Outdoor Wire Digital Network. I don't know how far and how many people it reaches, but it says, the headline is, The Unthinkable Has Happened. Louisiana is running out of redfish. And it goes on to say that the stock assessment shows that the spawning stock is still above our limit. It's being depleted at a rate that requires management changes. And that's not news to us here in Louisiana, but the word is spreading, and I'm kind of wondering what the impact this is going to be to our fishing tourism industry. Uh, anyway, we're likely to get new speckled trout regulations sometime implemented this year in 2023, and I think if not in 2023 by early 2024, we'll probably see some changes in the redfish limits, too. All right, another thing that came out this week, and I'll tell you, I'm really excited about this. A lot of you may know this guy, Chef Philippe Parola. Uh, I've been knowing Philippe, God, I don't know, 20-something years, and uh, he's finally come out with his book called Can't Beat Em, Eat Em. And if you've seen any of the TV or heard him on the radio with me, you know that Chef Philippe has dedicated pretty much his mission is to identify invasive species. Being a chef, he goes out and he experiments with them, and he finds great ways to cook them and make use of them. And this book will feature 40 different invasive species and the recipes. And it's everything from feral hogs to those uh, silver carp, to the nutria, to the apple snails, uh, the lionfish. And, you know, it's, his 
been a labor of love for this guy, and I, ho- I hope he's successful with it. We're going to get him to come on the air and uh, help him promote his books. He's, he's going to probably get him into all the school libraries. I think this is some really outstanding information. But uh, a lot of you are going to be interested in that. Chef Philippe Parola uh, with his book called Can't Beat Him, Eat Him. What a great book. All right, um, let's see. What else did I get in? Oh, yeah, we wanted to talk about the uh, the, the big buck contest. It's not really a big buck contest. It's kind of a, uh, a small buck <laughs> included doe hog over at Double D. And uh, they've got a contest going on giving away a Browning White Gold Medallion 270 rifle with a 3x9 Leopold scope. Uh, entry uh, ends in February with the end of the deer season. And every time you... Uh, Give them an order to process, whatever it is, uh, they will enter you one entry into the drawing for it. So you don't have to worry about how big it is or how much it weighs or how many points. Uh, Just stop over there. Double D, been in business 50 years, one of the outstanding game processes up there in the Bogalusa area. All right, let's see. Um, Someone says, I keep hearing about these meat halls with sheephead. Where can I find that between Lafitte and Grand Isle? Thanks for all you all do. Uh, we're going to have that for you coming up in just a few minutes. In fact, right after this next break, we're going to be joined by Daryl Carpenter. That's his neck of the woods, and believe me, he knows where to find those sheephead. I've caught him with him, and there's a time that I don't think it's quite here yet where you can really get out there. Uh, here's another one. It says, Don, I heard a 10-pound-plus bass was caught in the West Pearl out of the Double Nickel Bass Club. Any further information you can share? Many thanks, Big Bassin' Man. I'll check on that. A 10-pound bass out of the West Pearl and the Double Nickel Bass Club. If anybody has any information or photographs of it, uh, you're welcome to send that in. Uh, if you got the information, text it to me to 504-260-1870. Unfortunately, we cannot take images or pictures, but you can send that to me. If you go to my webpage, dontheoutdoorsguy.com, and just use the contact button, and you can attach a photo there. I'd love to see that, if in fact that is true. We'll find out. All right, when we come back after this, we'll find out where those sheephead are for you. Also, any other fish, some trout, maybe some redfish and drum. If you're headed to the Grand Isle, Leeville area, Daryl Carpenter's our guy. Back with him right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, I'm getting verification on that big bass coming out of the Pearl. Also going to uh, get to the caller, uh, the texter about the rainbow trout trip. I'll get to that after the top of the hour. But right now, we got to talk to this guy, Captain Darrell Carpenter of RealScreamers.com. And, Darrell, we got people looking for those sheephead, want to do a meat haul. When is the best time and where are some places to go between Lafitte and Grand Isle to put those sheephead in the boat? Well, Don, the absolute best time is any time between now and, you know, say the beginning of March. Um, as far as where they're at, man, if you if you know some, you know, some unmarked or, or very infrequently harassed oyster reefs, you can always find them on those oyster reefs. But other than that, you look for any kind of a bulkhead, uh, pilings in the water, any kind of structure that's in the water. You know, a lot of people think that they see these sheephead around these pilings and all. And look, I, I thought this for many years till I did some research and studied. They think those sheephead are all around those pilings eating the, the barnacles and stuff off of the pilings, but it's documented that a sheephead's main diet is that green moss that grows on the pile, on the pilings. Uh, they'll eat the worms out of the barnacles. They'll eat shrimp, as we all know. But uh, their main diet is that green moss that grows on those pilings and on any type of underwater structure. So, you know, that's what they're looking for until we come along and offer them a nice dessert as a shrimp. And then, of course, they get recycled to something much better. 
but yeah, just look for any kind of obstruction. They're here now, and they're going to be here until they start moving offshore for the spawn, which should be around March. Uh, sheephead are a good one. We had uh, last week. We were talking. You know, you and I were talking about this front that was coming through Thursday, and at the time, they didn't even have a wind change with it. Well, they they missed that one pretty good. Um, but there were a couple of days earlier this week where it really calmed down, and there's some trout in the marsh, too. Uh, there was some trout caught just north of Grand Isle out of some deep holes in the marsh. There there was some really good catches. Uh, I know you had been trying to get in touch with Mitch. There were some really good catches that came off of some oyster reefs down in the lower marsh over toward Mitch's area to the east of Grand Isle. So there's still trout around. It's just you know, the weather's almost been acting like March. It's 80 degrees one day, and now here we are with frost all over everything again. So those fish are in a little bit of limbo. The warmer weather this week kind of kind of put a damper on the side of the road fishing around Grand Isle because we all know that's better when it's cold and nasty. But uh, there's plenty of fish to be caught. The sheephead oftentimes fill the hole. Yep. Now, Daryl, um, you mentioned uh, Mitch, and I wish we could have got him because there is a live shrimp shortage going on, and he usually has them over there when no one else does. But sounds like pretty much the whole east side of the river, nobody's got any live shrimp. Is there any possibility in the Grand Isle, Leeville area, anybody's got live shrimp over that way? Oh, yeah, Don. Uh, whether or not they actually have them right now, uh, it's, a, it's a matter of supply and demand. If there's no demand, then there's no supply. There's, you know, because live shrimp, and like Robbie was hitting on really well, is people don't realize the expense involved in keeping live shrimp. And, you know, then, of course, you've got a dead loss to them. So it's it's useless for a marina to have 10,000 live shrimp if they're not going to sell those 10,000 in the next few days. But, you know, this is the time of the year where sometimes around Grand Isle you got to go hunt and peck for them. But if nothing else, you know, the, the shrimp, they, uh, the uh, sea bobs will be showing up pretty soon. They're a little bit of a funny-looking shrimp, if you know what you're looking at. But they work just as good for bait, and if if they're not there now, the sea bobs will be showing up pretty soon. They love this cold water. Got it. Daryl, anything else we need to add? <clears throat> no, Don. Uh, you know, I mean, we got we got to wait to see what this weather is going to do. Uh, but if it's on the warmer days, like I said, the, you know, you can start looking outside the deep holes, but – until then, there's plenty of fish to be had. You just got to set your expectations right and know that you got to bring some stink crickets with you just in case you got to fall back on a sheephead. Yeah. You know, you, what you mentioned about the sheephead, they, they pretty much have a lot of vegetation in their diet. I have already seen those fish. I thought they were rooting crabs out at the bottom of the big root balls of some of that Spartina marsh grass, but they were actually pulling out some of the roots in, 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 in that little moss, like you call it, that grows on the bottom there. And a lot of times when you clean them, you know, if you check their poop, you can tell they 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 got a lot of vegetation that they're swallowing in there. And I think that might have something to do with how uh, how delicate flavor they are sometimes because they're not eating fish; they're eating a lot of vegetation. Right, and look, for a long time, you know, I fell into the stereotype: oh, they're trying to eat those barnacles off of the poles. No, they're eating the moss off of it. Uh, you know, when you when you get like now, when I'm laid up with just one hand, and you get bored, and you start doing research on your adversary, you learn a lot of things. Yeah, you're right. Daryl, uh, thanks for the report. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, tell them the best ways to do it. Well, they can find me on your website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Of course, we've got RealScreamers.com, and you can spell it either way. It's going to get to us. Or you can just pick up the phone, 
937-6288. And look, this is not just a sales pitch, but the trend's continuing. Hopefully 2023 is going to be a good year because I am booking more trips now into the summer. People are starting to plan ahead now, you know, so uh, the phone is ringing. If you've got a particular day, you might want to get with your charter captain and get it booked. Got it. You're not the only one. It looks like it's going to be a busy fishing year for sure. Daryl, thanks again. We appreciate it. We'll talk with you next week. Thank you, Don. All right, Daryl Carpenter from the Grand Isle area. All right, we have a text coming in. Any sudden changes to the limits on specs and reds? No, no sudden changes. It's going to be announced, and there will be plenty of time. But it looks like we're going to uh, a 13-and-a-half-inch size on the speckle trout. It may end up at 14 or 13, and there will be a reduction from the 25. I'm not sure where that's going to land yet, uh, probably 10 or 15 fish. Redfish, there are hundreds of different scenarios and possibilities, and they haven't even been thrown out to the commission yet. So I would expect the speckled trout limits to change first, and then the redfish, but uh, we're still probably at least a couple of months away from that. you got to wait for those commission meetings. All right, when we come back after this, we got more fishing reports, more of your text messages, that stuff you and I love to talk about. We do it every Saturday morning, 5 to 7, right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, money-wise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcasts.